Hello, you're listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. It's been a while since we last did a podcast and I thought it would be nice to maybe taste the coffees on the menu and maybe have a look at the coffees coming up later this year. Jason, we tasted um, all of the coffees uh, just before and do you want to share some of your tasting notes? Yeah, it's been a while since we did a little podcast for you all, but Christmas sort of got in the way and uh, January as well as sort of the the remnants of Christmas and few staffing uh, issues, I guess, across the board. But um, hopefully we're, we're through it and we can uh, get back on the horse and do a few more of these podcasts. So yeah, we thought we'd do a wrap up and uh, taste everything we have on the menu and talk about everything we've got and just sort of present it as one podcast. Uh, the newest coffee we, we tasted, which is a really interesting one called uh, Finca Mokoa from uh, Nariño in Colombia. It's a beautiful honey processed coffee. And it's really unusual to, to find a honey processed coffee uh, from Colombia. So we tasted it. We love the flavor. And uh, we bought it because I thought it'd be interesting to have on the menu for a while. Um, it's a really interesting balance of like a rich sort of fudgy taste uh, balanced with a really quite a strong acidity as Colombian coffees tend to have. It has some really lovely uh, stone fruit notes like uh, sweet apricot, very nice orange flavors. And yeah, like I said, that fudgy sort of jammy texture to it as well from the processing. Yeah, my notes for this coffee was red apple, black tea, caramel and peach. Mm. And we were also talking about how the process affects the flavor. Could you just quickly explain what honey process means and also how it affects the flavor? Yeah, in this case, honey process means that they pulp the coffee. So they remove the skin off the cherry and a lot of the fruit comes off as well in the pulping process. And then they take the seed with the remaining mucilage and they dry it out either on raised beds or covered. In this case, it's probably covered. I, I don't know for sure, but because of the rainfall in Nariño, I would say that they would have to have it almost entirely enclosed to, to dry it out properly. And it does affect the taste, mostly in the mouthfeel, the texture of it. It can feel very, makes it heavier bodied than it otherwise would be. It can add some sort of uh, pulpy or riper fruit flavors as well, like tropical fruits. I think in this case, that sort of nice uh, stewed apricot taste comes from the, the process as well. Uh, the coffee that's been around for quite a while now is uh, Golocha from uh, Kochere in Ethiopia. It's a natural process. What were your tasting notes for this coffee? Uh, this is a really interesting coffee, really floral, a lot of fruit characteristics like blueberry, uh, sour cherry, but sort of balanced with a nice heavy dark chocolate uh, caramel taste. Um, I got some of those florals and blueberry as well, I think from the variety that's planted on this farm. Uh, but for me, very clearly, it was a very clean, natural processed coffee. Um, in summing it up, it probably reminded me the most of like a blood plum, you know, sort of quite a little bit whiny, but nice and tart as well, like good acidity. Mm, yeah, I think this is a good example of a natural processed Ethiopian coffee. So very fruity. Uh, my notes were juicy. So that means high in acidity and sweetness. Uh, notes of strawberry jam, uh, pineapple and brown sugar sweetness. And yeah, this is another coffee in a sort of a series that we've had of natural process Ethiopian coffees. And it's part of a special program that focuses on identifying single producers from a particular washing station and sort of just showcasing that as a single producing a coffee. Um, and that's really exciting to me to find, you know, just a single sort of small holder in Ethiopia as well. But because of this, the 
all the lots we bought from this program are uh, natural processed. Um, they, they're unable to wash and dry the coffees on their farm. So it's all natural processed on their own sort of plot of land and then taken to the, to the washing station for finishing and milling. Um, the farm's name is Adisu Hulichale. And that's been the sort of, I guess, the working title for this coffee as we were working out the background and the, you know, the tasting notes and the bag labels and all that kind of stuff. So in the office, we always refer to this coffee as Edisu because that's who we know it. But um, I'm sure you all in the shops have never heard of Edisu. So it's just Golacha for, for you all. And where does the name Golacha come from? Uh, Golacha is the name of his farm. So um, we have sort of a standard where we try and name the coffees after their farm that it's grown at or the estate it's grown at rather than the producer's name itself. One of the other coffees we tasted was Santa Isabel Espresso. We've actually got Santa Isabel starting as a filter coffee pretty soon, um, but honestly I couldn't find a sample of it roasted this morning, so we tasted the espresso um, to get an idea of um, what it would be like. And as espresso, I mean, it's, well, sorry, as espresso roast, even though we cupped it, it's tasting really nice. I got a lot of great fruit characteristics out of it. I still got pineapple, even though we were tasting a darker roast. Um, some grilled peach, nice strong orange, dark chocolate, really juicy cup. It was, I mean, obviously a you know a darker roast in the cupping bowl, but still I thought it was pretty well balanced. What did you think? My notes were well balanced as well. Uh, I got some dried fig and vanilla, brown sugar sweetness and uh, ripe apricots, quite low in acidity. Yeah, I'm really excited about this coffee. We've got yeah a couple of different interpretations of it. One is espresso that we've got now. And then, like I said, we've got the filter coffee being released in a couple of weeks. It's Every year we get it, it tastes spectacular and um, slightly different, but there's always that really nice sort of tropical pineapple um, flavor that comes through in the coffee. And yeah, it's a, it's a coffee we're really proud to to showcase. And it comes from the beautiful rainforest Caban region of uh, Guatemala. There was another espresso roast on the cupping table, um, Mamora, that I think most of the, our staff will be familiar with, and it's quite popular. Natural Ethiopian from uh, Guji. From the Guji zone, yeah. This uh, coffee we've had for quite a long time, and we had it last year for quite a while as well. So I think everyone will be familiar with the, the flavor of it. No doubt you've had it on as guest espresso for uh, quite a while as well. Uh, it's another coffee I'm really proud to showcase and to, to have on the, the menu at Marker Lane. It's got a really interesting flavor profile. Uh, in the cup today, we found it to be very rich. Lots of plum, dark chocolate, toast, orange, uh, and sort of really heavy mouthfeel. Yeah, uh, a lot of red berries. Got a little bit of milk chocolate and mandarin-like acidity. And the last two coffees we have were from actually the same farm, different processing, different varieties. Uh, the first one is the Santa Clara uh, Malawi Geisha washed. We've had this for a number of weeks in just the small 150 gram bags. Uh, I'd love to hear any feedback from uh, you all in the shops as to how they, they went, how they sold. Just as a side note, we did the 150 gram bags to keep the price sort of lower. So you can still get it for like, you know, $26 rather than trying to sell 250 gram bags at a much higher price. And I think also it means that more people can can taste it. You know, we don't have problems with the things being out of stock. So Santa Clara Malawi Geisha and the last one was Santa Clara Natural. Um, Anna, do you want to tell us what you found in the cup for the Santa Clara Malawi Geisha? This one stands out because of the quite delicate mouthfeel. I thought it was floral, I got notes of blueberries, a bit of cotton candy sweetness, 
and a tropical fruit-like acidity. I thought this coffee was very complex. Yeah, very complex. Um, I similarly got some very nice delicate sort of floral notes, uh, a bit of soft peach. Um, I got some greenish notes like green apple, green tea, uh, mild honey, sort of like a, uh, sorry, mild lemon, sort of like a lemon tea. Um, very nice. And for the Santa Clara Natural? Yeah, my notes were for the Santa Clara Natural, um, milk chocolate, orange, red apple, Still quite obviously a natural process, but very clean in terms of not being sort of overly fermenty or having of any of those sort of uh, vinegary flavors that can come from the processing being applied a bit too heavy in natural process. Um, I think the other thing that stood out it was it did seem, you know, really to be a coffee from Antigua. Like there was a, a lot of that acidic structure and um, orange sort of flavor came out that you do taste in washed Antiguan coffees or your notes? Well, I thought this is a, a natural for those who say they don't like naturals. My notes were yellow peach, strawberry and dark chocolate. I thought it had heavy body and a long lingering finish. Very nice. So if you were um, standing at the filter bar, I know, and wanted to describe these coffees to a customer, how would you go about it? You've got the full lineup ahead of you. Um, they've had Market Lane a couple of times. What would you recommend? Well, it depends what the customer like. Um, normally I ask what they had before or what type of coffees they like, but they don't always know what to answer. So if I don't get much feedback, I will just start talking about the coffees. I think the most distinctive one is probably the Golotcha natural Ethiopian so if they like something uh, fruity uh, that will be the most fruity and then for uh, the more approachable coffee coffee I uh, think uh, Mokoa is probably uh, a safe bet for an everyday approachable coffee and then Santa Clara natural uh, probably talk about the process uh, as well Santa Clara Malawi Geisha is maybe the special location or for people that want to explore a little bit further how about you? Yeah, it's an interesting menu where there's a lot of different flavors going on, you know. It's not like we have just a couple of washed coffees and uh, one interesting one. There's really uh, a great range of uh, different flavors going on. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. I would um, say that the Finca Mokoa honey is probably the most approachable one. So if people are used to drinking coffee with a lower acidity or heavier body or something like that, or they say something like they like a strong coffee or they like a bold coffee then i would probably recommend the finca Makoa. and then for people who are looking to explore coffee a bit more i think the other three the golocha santa clara natural and the santa clara malawi geisha all have something you know quite different to offer um in terms of exploration and yeah again i, I would also agree that golocha is probably the fruitiest or the one with the most fruit characteristics um santa clara natural is that really interesting balance of being a guatemalan coffee but also natural process so it's got a lot of acidic structure but then you know a little bit of that um booziness from the natural process and then yeah the santa clara malawi geisha is a really very special coffee um very distinctive in terms of taste really floral probably not for someone who wants to add milk to their coffee or someone who's used to coffees that are you know heavier bodied or more sort of traditional i suppose and for the espresso yeah we, we talked about the two two espresso options we have these are the two single origin espresso options we have we also have the seasonal espresso and i'd be looking at the difference between the seasonal espresso and the, the santa isabel it probably has a bit more um sort of tropical fruit flavors the santa isabel than the seasonal espresso um and memora um, would quite obviously have the most fruit characteristics you know being a natural process espresso ethiopian 
coffee. There's a lot of uh, um, fruit characteristics going on in there. For the next sort of six months, do you want to talk a little bit about what coffees that are coming? There's some familiar ones and some new ones. Sure. So we've got some coffees coming from Bolivia, uh, Rwanda, and a special return from Kenya, actually. So uh, I'll talk a bit about the lots we have from Bolivia first. Um, that's probably going to be the, the next new origin that we're offering. We've got some really interesting varieties and processing coming from Bolivia this year. We've got some like natural lactic process coffees and I'm, I'm not going to talk about how they're actually done because I've got to clarify exactly the steps they've taken. Um, Daniela and the Rodriguez family have come up with special names for the different types of processing they've done um, and I've got a breakdown coming of exactly what steps were taken so we'll be able to relay that in, in full detail um, soon. But things like uh, yeah, natural lactic, um, sort of a washed anaerobic, uh, 96 hour anaerobic, things like that. And some of these are very small lots, so only 60 kilos or 80 kilos um, from farms like Las Elisitas, uh, La Yama, and also some bulk lots from the, um, from the mill itself, the Rodriguez mill in Caranavi. And some interesting varietals as well. Yeah, Java, um, Java, Geisha. I don't think we're getting any Batian this year, but we've got a few interesting varieties coming as well. Uh, so that's Bolivia. And we've also got coffees from Rwanda coming. Um, we'll have some old favorites like Nicara and some espresso lots like Narasiza and Bilama uh, and a few small lots as well for, for Coffee Club, um, which is really exciting. We've, we had the, was, do we have Nicara as Coffee Club? Yeah, it was uh, Coffee Club last week. This week, sorry. Yeah, I think you probably... So a few of you would have gotten some for Iced Filter. I think it's coming for maybe a, a special small preview. So look out for that. It's tasting really, really great. It is possible to brew it hot as well if you're keen to have a try. It's possible to brew it hot, exactly. So I mentioned the special uh, revisit from Kenya. We actually put about 700 kilos of the Mawuria AA into deep freeze and we're going to pull that out in a couple of months so probably in april we're going to pull that out we sent out a little sample of that roasted for espresso i think about a month ago we pulled a box out and checked how it was going and hopefully had a little taste of that and yeah i'm, I'm excited to see how it lasts it's sort of an experiment for us just to see what's possible and yeah i think having a really fresh tasting kenyan coffee in april will be unusual you know and then of course we've got some coffees from uh, brazil coming so some favorites like iruma um Sincora, and uh, for wholesale owl marimbus is uh, landing again um and in terms of seasonal espresso we've planned out the next few um but because there's been a few things that have disrupted supply chains um around the world and it's made purchasing coffee a little bit more difficult so we've planned a couple out the next the next seasonal espresso is going to be from colombia and rwanda um it'll be the san antonio selection which we've had a few years running as uh seasonal espresso and the kawizaza from um uh, buff cafe in rwanda um so that'll be the next one a blend of 70 percent Probably 70% Colombia and 30% Rwanda, although it may change if it has to. And then, yeah, the next blend after that is also going to be Colombia and will be Bolivia. Another bulk lot from Colombia, the small producers of Rodriguez, which is like a, a blend from a number of different producers. And a small amount of uh, El Fuerte from Bolivia, from Samapata. Um, so I think that's about it we have to talk about for coffee. Um, I guess in other market lane news, we're, we're in the process of 
compiling the stuff server, the annual stuff server that you did in uh, December. Um, so we're looking forward to presenting that to you all and yeah, hopefully you'll see it soon. Thank you, Jason. And if anyone has any questions about any of the coffees or anything Market Lane related, please send an email to training at marketlane.com.au and um, we'll see you around in the shops soon. See you soon. Thanks very much. <laughs>